welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I've got my big old red shirt on today, Benny. You have, what, what you got? I got on? a little, I'm working a little, little red, yeah, but I, 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 I'm blowing you away with my shoes. I don't think you saw my shoes, though. Okay, let's see them. Oh, yeah, broke out the red suede. Ooh. Jordans for today. Wow. I'm sorry. I, I had to do it. These things are like, they barely see the light of day. Wow. Yep. They're oh usually in a box. God. And I got to tell you, that's a big foot, honey. Thank you. All right, everybody. What a show. What a show we have planned for you today. From life visioning to you're ready. Is everybody ready with me? Uh, can you feel what I'm about to say? From life visioning to transcendancing. Ah. It is a shake ya booty Valentine's Day with my very special guest. Amazing, amazing guy. Oh, God, I could just call him a guy. Uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith. Well, he is. So today. You, got that, what, you, you all, first, we're going to talk about the book Life Visioning. And actually, it's more than a book. It's something that I've been familiar with for quite some time. Something that Michael has had in, in action, in in his spiritual consciousness for a really long time. And honestly, the people that I know that have been working with Michael, that have been using these tools and techniques, their lives are so transformed. It's hard to even recognize yourself when you look in the mirror some days. But before we jump into this and before I give Michael a formal introduction, Benny and Brian, you've got a choice. Do you want the intense dark evening dream chocolate bar or the espresso escape i don't know brian what do you think i'm gonna let you choose man come on in here and you choose All yeah right, come, come on. on you gotta yeah. do it i'm gonna this is a tough some... decision for us pat you know you know we work well together oh. and this is a tough decision you gotta so uh, are you I'm... saying next time i should get the same thing Possibly. For each of you? Possibly. Okay, there we go. No, it's Michael, not a big deal. <laughs> Michael Bernard Beckwith joining me here today. I got to experience something absolutely amazing this week. Not only did I get to absolutely love Get Juicy with this book, Life Visioning, but I got to shake my booty to uh, some incredible music, which you're going to hear about later on in the show. You know, he is the founder and director and spiritual director of the Agape International Spiritual Center in L.A. And by the way, if you don't live in L.A., here's how you do this. You can go to the website and you can watch the services on Sunday, live streaming, like I did last week. Very cool. Beyond all of that, you know, this is, Michael is someone that has taken his message out into the world uh, globally. You know, this is, for me, every time I get to hear him, every time I get to talk with him, every time I get to pay attention, it's so uncanny, Benny, about what he says and how it directly reflects our lives and where we are. You know, but he is also the author of the award-winning book, Spiritual Liberation, and of course, we've talked to him about that. 
But now, live visioning, a transformative process for activating your unique gifts and highest potential, this is the real deal. It is not just for 1% of the population to live in joy. This is what Michael and the folks down at Agape tell folks. You know, he has been on Oprah, Larry King, you name it. I mean, he's got his own hit radio show. And beyond that, the answer is you, pulled by a vision. It airs on Wednesdays. Well, actually, I think it's uh, airing everywhere right now. But today, please fasten your seatbelts. For those of you out there that would like to call in to get a question in here, we do have a toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Or you know how to get a question up by instant feedback. Michael, welcome to the show. It is so great to have you here. Dr. Pat, it is my joy to be with you on this wonderful love day and with all the bright and shiny light emanating from your being. Thank you so much. I love this. is going to be such a fun time, isn't it? It's already a yes. fun time. Yes. I, I, I want to talk about the book first, and then we're just going to be all over <laughs> Transcendence. Um, and we're going to hear tracks from it. It's hard to actually separate the conversations. I don't even know if we're going to be able to. But... One of the things I, I wanted to, one of the things I wanted to ask you, you know, life visioning and, and thank you so much for your, your very sweet note that you wrote in the books for Linda and, and for me. Oh, absolutely. Life visioning. There are so many things that we've been able to talk about, Michael, about the law of attraction, law of attraction, what it is, what it isn't about our purpose in life. But there's something so clear in what you talk about and what you write in this book that I think all, everyone here is longing to hear about. And that is the significance of even having a life vision. What is life like, Michael, without a life vision? Well, you know, as it states scripturally, without vision, the people perish. Mm. When you, individuals do not have a vision, they get pulled hither and yon uh, by the highly charged thought forms of the world, which are seated in fear, doubt, worry, separation, scarcity, not enoughness, you know, the, the, the massed ego that has hijacked uh, a lot of the media has a tremendous broadcast of the lowest common denominator of the human experience, and that's what's uh, operating within the world. And unless you have a vision, you're pulled into the quagmire of, of that kind of thought form, and your life then takes on the shape of fear, doubt, worry, disease, discomfort, unhappiness, depression, uh, things of that particular nature, and then you scramble for counterfeit happiness. Uh, anesthesias and, and things that will give you temporary pleasure rather than having the bliss mm. that comes from having the activation of your potential through a vision. Mm. You know, I'm really struck uh, by um, the passing of Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Many of oh, us are. Oh, God, yes. Many of us are. And, you know, I, I couldn't help and reflect upon your book and life visioning and you know, Whitney's life and the vision she had for her life and how she enacted it. What do you think, Michael, is our greatest challenge to enact a life vision, create a life vision, enact a life vision, and become a life vision? Well, the, the challenge, of course, is similar uh, to what I've just said. The challenge is that the world in which we're living is, living is uh, uh, based on materialism and consumerism. So from a very young age, people grow up. Uh, thinking that they're here to get things, to make them happy, things that are outside of themselves, a new toy, a new car, a new something that's going to give them some some kind of temporary really happiness. And and so the forces against enlightenment and against real happiness are, are all around us. Our models of success, 
terms of accumulating of things uh, uh, prevents us from having a real vision of tapping into our real potential, sharing it, circulating it, and then watching as the uh, abundance, the prosperity, the health reveals itself. In our culture, we have a culture that uh, is bent on uh, fame and and people being famous and uh, rich and things of this particular nature. And people actually believe that that's what their life is for, but it is not. Our life, the way we're created is that there's infinite, unlimited potentiality within us with such gifts and talents and capacities, and, and most people are barely scratching the surface. And so the forces in the world are actually against enlightenment, against real happiness and real joy. It's really more about accumulation, uh, accumulation and, and entertainment and simple and, and, and pleasure rather than real joy and bliss. So when you enter onto a, through a path of enlightenment and waking up, uh, entering into a spiritual practice such as the vision process, you're opening yourself up to what you're meant to be. You know, as I, I talk about this in the book, that there's a difference between what you're meant to be and what you should be. What you should be comes from an external authority figure, from your religion, from society, from school systems, parental fantasies, you should be this, you should be doing that. But what you're meant to be is implanted there by the universal presence. And just as a, an acorn is meant to be an oak tree, there are qualities and gifts within us that are meant to come forward if we create the right condition for them. And that's what uh, the vision process helps us do. Well, Michael, let's talk for a minute for folks that have not been familiar with, um, you know, the light visioning process and the programs and, and the different things you've outlined in this fabulous book. For those of you just tuning in, joining me here today is Michael Bernard Beckwith. And, of course, um, uh, he has been in the forefront of, you know, creating that spiritual, unprecedented vibration on the planet. And now we get to chat with him about Life Visioning, a book that I have in my hand that many people are asking, Michael. I mean, how many times have people have asked you and said, oh, my gosh, finally he's written the book on this. (laughs) You know, that's absolutely true. I I did the six-CD set right in my own voice that people love, and it it continues to be a, a, a seller. Uh, but people wanted the book, and in the book I extend the teaching. I, I get a little bit more detailed in some of the things that I couldn't do on the CD. So they work; they go hand in hand together. They're really good for people who. who and I also did the audio book too, so it's my own voice uh, speaking about it as well. So, what are some of the steps to get us kind of get the juices flowing here before break? You know, many folks have said, "I don't, I, I don't even know where I'm going to end up in the visioning thing, let alone know where to start." And so we don't. We don't start. We don't start. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I break it down into two parts of the book. The first part of the book, I deal with um, the different stages of spiritual growth, development, and unfoldment, from uh, growing out of a victim stage into learning how to manifest, and then opening ourselves up to be a channel that takes us into a deep surrendered mode, into the fourth stage, which is uh, having a, a more and more awareness that we're, we're one with life itself. And then I break down visioning, and I basically assist people to understand that the first step in visioning is to sit and have an awareness that you're surrounded by a loving presence. Mm. And that's deep for some people because many people think that the universe is unfriendly. They think that, uh, you know, there may be some deity in the sky that's checking their name twice to see if they're naughty or nice or something along those lines. And so I have them go through a practice of really feeling that, 
they're in a friendly universe, that they're loved and supported, and to really engender that kind of loving feeling. And then I take them through the process of learning how to ask the right questions. The universe answers any question that you ask. Most people ask disempowering questions, so they end up with very low-level answers. But if you begin to ask, what is, uh, you know, I can use different ways of yeah. saying this. I could say, you know, what is the next stage of my unfoldment? What is trying to emerge through me? Ah. Uh, how does the universe see itself as my life? We can ask, I give different ways of asking that question. And if you're sincere in your asking and you listen, and I, I take them through a process of how to listen, you'll begin to hear the prompting of what's trying to happen in your life mm. that you didn't inherit from your parents, you didn't inherit from the world, something that you brought with you that's trying to come forward. And through deep listening, you'll begin to articulate this vision. And then you'll go through a process of learning uh, what is it that you have to become in order to manifest the vision that you're learning how to articulate. Because as I teach, you can't have anything you're not willing to become mm. in consciousness. It's an mm. impossibility. And then from there, we, we tap into the gifts and talents we already have. And then uh, uh, we become aware of what we must let go of. We have habits. We have perceptions. We have opinions, points of view that no longer serve us. become conscious of that. And then we tap into the deep feeling tone of willingness. The, uh, if there's willingness, there's a way. If there's will, willfulness, there's a wall. And so we let go of willfulness, step into willingness and totally align ourselves with those particular questions and processes that I send them through, and then the vision starts to uh, download itself for mm. us. We're actually spiritualizing our senses because uh, most people have their five senses activated. They can, they can see, they can smell, they can taste, they can touch, they can hear, but they live so much in the sensorium. Yeah. that they're not aware of the intuition. They're not aware of the spiritual senses. Mm -hmm. So the vision process helps them become aware of the spiritual sense so that they can begin to see what can't be seen by the sensorium. So they're seeing the invisible. They're hearing the inaudible so that they can do what the world says is impossible. I love this. We're going to take a short break. Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith joining us here today. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what it means to stand in your yes. What does it mean to stand in your yes? And what is it about faith and trust that is so important for all of us to understand, especially in the context of life visioning? We have got a great show later on in the show. Well, you're going to hear some of the clips from Michael's CD. I love, love, love this. There's no excuse for any of us not to be raising our vibration and shaking our booty at the same time. We'll be right back. There's a broadcast going on. This broadcast comes from within you. There's a song singing in you. There is something within you that wants to express. Have you ever wanted to join a yoga class yet felt self-conscious or simply didn't have the time? Now you can bring live kundalini yoga into your home with KRI-certified Dr. Ann Taylor. You will learn a scientific technology of movement, mantra, meditation, and breathing techniques designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Sign up today for our free newsletter and receive your first class free. Visit Ann with an E, Taylor.com. Have you ever thought that you could live the essence of gratitude? By living the essence of gratitude within our soul at each moment of our life, 
we consciously choose and embody its high frequency energy. Magic starts to appear when we connect ourselves to the essence of gratitude. The openness of our heart allows each one of us to express abundance and creativity in all areas of life. Create your own personalized work of art in the form of a mandala. The goal of this essence of gratitude mandala is to harmonize you with the vibration of gratitude and to help you to integrate it so that it becomes second nature to you and that it supports you in the manifestation of the life of your dreams. To get your mandala infused with the essence of gratitude, visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at explorationgratitude.com. Hey, Mary, I haven't seen you in so long. You look so different. What happened to your glasses? Did you have surgery? Whoa, I never noticed how blue your eyes are. No, I didn't have surgery, and I don't have to wear glasses anymore. I searched the internet, and I found a website. It's called bettereyesightnow.com. It is the best thing I have ever done. There's a program called Regaining Your Vision Naturally. And, oh, by the way, it helps reduce stress. You should check it out. And you might be able to get rid of your glasses. Go to bettereyesightnow.com. Chat with Natalie. Getting to Know Yourself is a hit radio show to help you understand your existence and purpose here on Mother Earth. During the show, Natalie's passionate delivery and spot-on guidance will empower you to realize that you are absolutely perfect. Natalie and her special guests will help you raise your vibration, tap into your innate wisdom, and provide unprecedented solutions to whatever you're facing. Whether it be energy healing, holistic health, spirituality, on-air readings, and energy attunements, your life will be forever changed for the good. Join Natalie and her guests each week as together you tap into the wisdom of the Akashic Records and channel information from her Council of Isis and other Ascended Masters. Tune in every Friday at noon Pacific time for Chat with Natalie, Getting to Know Yourself on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Visit HealingIsis.com for a complete show schedule and to book a session with Natalie. Hey, welcome back. And you know what? We're going to talk about that music you're here in Transcendence. Michael Bernard Beckwith joining me here today. And we're going to talk about the CD and the music in a minute. Um, the book, as I'm holding it here today, Life Visioning, a transformative process for activating your unique gifts and highest potential. If you want to find out more, if you want to get a copy of the book, if you want to get a copy of just about anything, uh, if you want to tap in to the many, many, many Spiritual messages, joy, bliss, uh, happiness, abundance, prosperity, perfect health, you name it. Go to agapelive.com, agapelive.com, and check it out. And uh, if you're somebody like me that sometimes uh, just uh, sitting there and you're just turning that uh, internet on and all of a sudden you've got some live streaming to make your day, this is one of the places where you can get that done. Michael, thank you so much for joining me here today. It is so great to have you here. 
Oh, it was my joy, and thank you for inviting them to my to our live streams as well. Oh. The, 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 the different services on Sundays and Wednesdays, they can look at it live. It's powerful. I know. Uh, uh, we were all watching the, the Sunday, uh, last Sunday. There's a bunch of us, a bunch of my friends. And so all of a sudden, I start to get text messages in. And, and it's like, hey, look, they announced the show. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that cool? Right, right. We had your picture up there on the I big saw, screen. I, and, I know. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Look, there's so many things, Michael, we can talk about in this book. Uh, there's so much because, first of all, you know this and I know this. This process is transformative. And I've only selected a couple of things to chat about. So I want you to jump in in whatever I leave out. But the standing in your yes, uh, you mentioned in this book, and it was such a powerful thing for me many years ago when I was very, very sick. And looking in the mirror wasn't exactly going to be a good thing. I was 100 pounds heavier than I am now. My cells stopped working, uh, but I heard that term. And I have a standing mirror, you know, that you look at your clothes and you look at, which I never would use, Michael. Uh, I, I wouldn't use it because I didn't like what I saw. And I had heard you use that term. I don't know if it was when you came here. I, I, I actually don't remember. But I took in ruby red lipstick and wrote from the beginning down the biggest yes you've ever seen. And I would love for you to talk with us about what that means to stand in our yes and how important that is for us to create the vision of our lives that we want. Absolutely. You, you did something very powerful, and that is you said yes to yourself. And, and in saying yes to yourself, the divine, sacred yes that's within us all, you broke free from uh, trying to please external authority figures, the world as it, as it is. You went to the center of your own being and said yes to yourself which in turn gave yourself, you gave yourself permission to be great. You gave yourself permission to be healthy. You gave yourself permission to be more successful. And individuals have to really grow up and give, them, give themselves permission to be their best selves. Oftentimes people are walking through the world asking for permission to shine and to glow and to be great and to be healthy. But when you step into your sacred yes, you're giving yourself permission, and that's the only place that it can come from. The, the universe made each and every one of us unique expressions of uh, the only of, a, of the way the cosmos gets to happen according to our unique pattern, but we have to participate in it. So by you making that stand on that day, writing a big yes on your mirror, you took a stand for your own greatness, and the universe reciprocated. It responded to that vibration, and you became more available to a higher vision of your own life. Uh, an individual that could lose 100 pounds, that's monumental, you see. Uh, that, that's, 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 that's monumental for that to occur. And if, and if you can do it, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. But they have to start by giving themselves permission. Most people are living in a no, or I don't know, or they're living life as a question mark. Yeah. You know, uh, in, and I'm in the kind of question mark I'm talking about is in a quandary, you know. But we need to live our life as an exclamation point. Yes, I am. Yes, I can. Yes, I will. Yes, I am able. Mm -hmm. And the universe will respond to that through the law of mind in action. It will respond to that, and it will roll up at our feet what is necessary for us to take the next step in our evolution. Mm. You know, one of the things that I've always loved about uh, life visioning and, and about the message that you're, you're sharing with us today is this this how should I say it? 
this absolutely clear conviction, uh, you know, Reverend Michael, of who you are, what you're willing to stand for, and how you live to that, speak to it, show up as that in the world. And I wanted to ask you about this. You know, we have been in these past several years, we, many, many people around the world have gotten to know some new friends, doubt and uncertainty and fear. And I wanted to ask you in the context of that or not, trust and faith on the pedestal of our life vision, how significant and important are they? And how do we tap into that juiciness that they bring forth? Wow. And they are juicy, too. I love the juiciness of that. You know what it's like? It's like you ever you ever bite into a Georgia peach in the summer? Oh, absolutely. Oh, or a sweet nectarine. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You know, that faith and, and, and uh, trust, those are uh, like spiritual muscles that we have to learn to practice. And as you indicated, fear, doubt, worry, these, these things are running amok within the human condition. And they're so prevalent that they're normal. They've been normalized. And people wake up every day with a low-level doubt, a low-level fear, and they've become uh, so used to it that they have certain compulsive behaviors that they do in order to not feel it. They'll overeat, they'll overdrink, they'll become busy doing tasks that are meaningless. Uh, they do all manner of things. I don't need to go down the list of what people do. And all along, there is an aching within them to set something else free. Now, when we have, we learn to ultimately have a trust, not just in life or in God, we have the trust of God. It becomes the activity of our awareness. And faith then becomes conviction. There, when, I, when, I, when I do what I do, it's not that I'm uh, believing that Michael is all that. I like mm -hmm. Michael. Mm -hmm. But I have a, a, a conviction about the nature of reality and the nature of the laws and the principles. I know they're, they're, they're just like the law of buoyancy works. The law of gravity is there. Aerodynamics is there. It has nothing to do with me personally, you see. But I know that if, if, that if a plane is aerodynamically sound, it's going to fly. So I know in that same way that if I place myself if I give myself the right conditioning by going in and feeling that I'm loved, even and feeling that I'm taken care of, even if it doesn't look like it, feeling that I'm supported, even if it doesn't look like it, feeling that the universe is for me, even if, I don't, if it doesn't look like it temporarily, that feeling in and of itself will begin to generate a whole neurological constructs of the brain. We'll begin to think differently. The detonic chemicals will begin to flow through the body. We'll begin to be available to inspiration, the thought of God flowing through us, and our life will change, you see. So it's not, so the faith and the conviction is not just in me. The faith and conviction is that I'm surrounded by something. I'm surrounded by these laws that work, and, and if I evoke it, it's going to take me further than I could take myself with my willpower. And then I start to have more confidence. Again, I'm not confidence in my own puff-upness. I'm confident that in, the, in this presence and in the love and in the beauty that is everywhere. Mm. And what happens? It starts to take over my life. I start to shine with it. I start to glow with it. I start to become synonymous with it. I start to be able to say, my life is this, you see. And so from the sacred yes, we build a level of confidence and a level of faith, a level of conviction. Uh, a level of trust in it, 
just as individuals would sit down in a chair. They absolutely trust that that chair is going to hold them. I'm inviting them to have the same kind of trust uh, that when they turn within and go into the dark room, that there's something that's developed that's already been planted there by the universe. You know, one of the things that um, all of us uh, have experienced is the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, the high and the lows. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, honestly, Michael, you and I are like real people. We're real people. Some days, you know, we're faced with with challenges beyond our imagination. Some days we're faced with uh, things that just beautifully flow. But there's something that we talk about in, in the visioning which I want to talk about in, in when we come back and we'll also be playing the CD is this idea of holding on and capturing, you know, this sacred spiritual vision, regardless of what's going on in the outside world, right? regardless what's going on in your body, regardless right. of, you know, that half a pound cake you just ate. Yep. <laughs> All of that. So we're going to take a short break. It's going to be a musical short break. And Mr. Benny has got us queued up, and we'll be right back. We'll be talking about what it means to enact, to create, to have a life vision, and how does this amazing vibrational music help us get there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
show right now. Benny, this is like music and the message. This is actually what our nighttime show is going to be about. Music and the message. Yeah, with my friend, my colleague, Reverend Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith joining me here today. Now, the music that you all been hearing, we're just playing little snippets from it. We certainly are not playing it all because you have to get this CD in its entirety. It's amazing. And um, as you go through the CD, it's not just about the music. While the music is great, um, bouncing up and down on a rebounder and listening to this is like a fun day at the office. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining me here today. It is oh, so great joy. to have my you joy. here. That song, You Are the Answer. Yes. Let us chat about that because this has to do with visioning and a whole lot of things. Absolutely. We don't think Matter we're fact. the answer. Yeah, people think the answer is outside of themselves. But on that particular song, which, um, you know, I went into the studio, overdubbed. A lot of the lyric was lifted from sermons I'd already done. So it's a, comb- it's a hybrid of that and Stephen Bray's music. And Saida Garrett, who wrote uh, the, the, co-wrote the song Man in the Mirror, is the, is the guest vocalist on that particular song. Mm-hmm. And basically we're trying to, uh, with the beat and with music, remind people that they are the answer to their own life, that the answer does not lie outside of them, that through a a diligent, uh, committed spiritual practice or an intention, they can begin to unfold their soul in ways that take them to places beyond their wildest imaginings. So individuals are working out to this music. They're doing yoga classes to this music. Teachers are using it in their classroom for their students at recess now, just to bring uh, 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 the trans. It goes by the the intellect. The music takes it right in there, and you hear over and over again, "You, you, you are the answer. Mm-hmm. Get some understanding today. Make that U-turn. Universal understanding, undivided, unadulterated. You know, I'm I'm, I'm breaking it down for them. You know, it's universal. It's undivided. It's unadulterated. It's all in you. And so we're doing it in a musical format that really helps people remember it. And I'm I'm listening to the kids in the parking lot at Agape singing these songs, and they're getting the principles in them through the music. It's powerful. It is. It is powerful. And, you know, it's powerful in a lot of ways because it's an infusion, not confusion, you know, uh-huh. it's an adaptation, not a confrontation. You know, right. it is a spiritual connection and not a disastrous life story. I mean, this is what is so powerful about these. And you don't right. even know you're getting hit with them. And all of a sudden you're singing, you're the, you are the answer. Absolutely. Mm. And that's, that's, that's exactly what we wanted. Uh, Stephen Bray, who was the, um, one of the producers of the, of the CD, People may know Stephen because he was the um, one of the producers for Madonna's earlier hits, uh, her early albums. Stephen Bray did that. He was also the drummer in The Breakfast Club. He was a drummer at Agape for many years, and he was a part of the triumphant that wrote the music to The Color Purple. And that, that song, The Color Purple, was actually called the Agape song because they extrapolated those lyrics from my talk. Mm. You know, So this was a, a powerful um, uh, collaboration between uh, Stephen Bray, myself, another gentleman by the name of John Patoker, who did a lot of the mixing, and he also wrote one of the songs uh, uh, at the end, Life is Good, number eight. 
We're going to so, play that. We're actually going to be playing that in the, in this next go-around here. You like that one? Life yeah, is I like good, that huh? one. I like that. A lot of, we're going to do a music video out of uh, Adventure in Paradise Monday coming up. Adventure in Paradise is a nice little hip-hop beat. Yeah, that's going to be a music one of our first music videos from it. Sweet. Nice. And, uh, so, you know, people people have their favorites. But the whole the whole message is exactly as we're saying in the Life Visioning book. You know, there's something within us. That that's that's you know it's one of the lyrics in the song. There's something within us that wants to be free. Mm-hmm. You see, there's something within us that that, that that wants to express. And but we, as the image and likeness of eternity, the image and likeness of God, image and likeness of the Source, we have to participate in it. It's not just going to happen. It happens just. So as individuals extract themselves from the fear, the doubt, and the worry of the world, and participate in their own soul's growth unfoldment. They discover that they are the answer and that the answers are within. Mm. Powerful. It is powerful. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about, I was really struck by this. You talk about this in the book, in, in your book, Life Visioning. Um, and you make a distinction between a couple of things. I want to ask you about it. One of the things that has been, uh, and I'm just going to speak for myself, that has been absolutely a confusing spiritual journey along the way until here recently is this idea of letting go. Everybody on the planet writes about letting go. Uh, but there, there is this idea about letting go that, that comes to us in a pure form. And then the, uh, there is the idea of letting go that has stories. You talk about detachment. You talk about letting go and a few other things. And I would love for you to address this. And the reason that this is so important, I think, right now is because people are shedding their skin, so to speak. You know, a little transmutation. And yeah. there is a confusion, I believe, about what to shed, how to shed it, and what vibration should be in it. Yeah, you're speaking of um, <clears throat> detachment, yeah. non-attachment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, of course, there's a difference between both of those. Uh, uh, non-attachment is being out here uh, fully participating without an attachment to the outcome. And detachment is I give up. I, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm afraid I'm going to lose, so I'm not going to play anymore. So we teach non-attachment, in which you are fully available, fully expressing, doing the best you can, but you're not attached to an outcome, so the outcome forms itself around your intention and your fully giving of yourself. And then in the course of spiritual growth development and unfoldment, as I teach in the book, 100% of spiritual growth is releasing, letting go. It's not about gaining anything. It's about releasing the blockages, the hindrances. It's about releasing that which is uh, creating a filter between us and life. So sometimes growth doesn't feel good because we're so identified with the falsity of temporary personality constructs that when they begin to fall apart, it doesn't feel good. We feel like we're dying. It feels like, you know, our life is going backwards. It feels like we're losing. But in fact, if you lose your life for the sake of excellence, you shall gain the eternal life, you see. So all growth is releasing of something, and it's about non-attachment and not detachment. And this is, this, these, are, uh, these are nuances of spiritual growth uh, that one discovers as they begin to vision, as they begin to really affirmatively pray and affirm, as they begin to really meditate, study, and hang out with high-consciousness people. It, it, you know, as I often say, it's better to be by yourself than, than to hang out with bad company. You know, you want to hang out with individuals that, that, that have a high vision and that have an intention for growing and developing and unfolding. Now, if you put all those together, 
uh, appointment with the appointment with the presence, you know, through prayer, meditation, and visioning, studying something good. You talked earlier to me about the answer is you as a as a, as a primary book, mm-hmm. and in in my book, life visioning, and the answer is you book, and things of that particular yeah, nature. Yeah, uh, yeah, study fellowship. You will begin to release things that don't belong to you. It won't feel good in the beginning because you're identified with those things and the coping mechanisms around those things. But when you come out on the other side, it's, can you imagine what a butterfly feels when it comes out of that cocoon? <sighs> and it spreads its wings and it feels that air and for the first time flies. Yeah, it just does it. You know, I mean, isn't that what you're talking about when you say, um, you know, uh, when we're talking about getting glimpses of being consciousness? Yes. Mm. My God. You know, I, it, it, it's, you know, I look back on my journey. Over 35 years now, and mm-hmm. I can I can relate to individuals that think they're just merely human, and how they're going to make it in the world, and they don't have any money, and their health may be bad, and how they're going to find a job. And I can remember those thoughts in those days, and I can remember incrementally surrendering my life to something higher, something more real, entering into spiritual practice. And little by little, the parts of me that were scared about the future, I realized were a figment of my imagination. Mm. They were a personality that was developed by experience, but it wasn't made from the universal presence. And little by little, they start to erode. And what's left is the sparkling, golden, shining dimension of our real spirit. And we begin to be more and more identified with that. And then... Uh, uh, the joy that comes from having that kind of awareness. And then we understand in the in the CD, track number two, let it be all right to be all right. We understand there's something about us that's all right already, that there's nothing wrong with us, you see. Mm. And then we understand uh, from track number three, who loves your baby? That we're loved <laughs> I love that. by a presence, <laughs> you know, that, that's got our back all the time. And then we're able to take an adventure in paradise and take other people with us. We understand that we're the answer, you know, and then we understand what it feels like to have one day in heaven without judgment, without acquisitive appetite, just feeling that we're taken care of. All of this is a part of each and every one of our spiritual journey, you see, and then we're able to sing in this love together, we're in it together, Mm. and go through a dynamic energetic shape-shifting and be able to proclaim that life is good. And then in that meditative one I did, Track number nine, uh, striking the mystic chord of memory, where mm-hmm. we feel that we're on this sacred journey of remembering yeah. who and what we are. All of this is encoded within the Life Visioning book and supported with the CD Transcendence, the musical soundtrack for the evolution of our soul to dance to and to celebrate to. We're going to listen to Life is Good. We're going to listen to a little bit of that. And for those of you out there, you can find a copy of the book, uh, Life Visioning. You can go to agapelive.com to get the CD. You can do the same. When we come back, we're going to talk about this thing called the Holy Instance. You know, this thing where we step into this place where we actually believe in a Christ consciousness manner that things can manifest in front of us, in our eyes 
despite what may have happened 30 seconds ago, two minutes ago, 10 years ago, how do we develop this consciousness? How do we see our vision as we're writing it, we're speaking it, manifest in front of our eyes? How do we let go of all the sales we didn't make, the loves we didn't have, the people that didn't pay us, and step into our full, as Michael would say, life of good? We'll be right back. Life is good. Do you feel it? everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, go to drpatlive.com. If you have missed any part of this show today, here's what you can do. Uh, You can go right ahead. It'll be posted in a couple days. You can download it to iTunes. But I will tell you, you are going to want to get a copy of the book that I have in front of me. And if you don't have the CD series that goes with it, please check it out. Go to uh, the website, agapelive.com. Check it out. And you'll also be able to get the complete CD. Um, and, you know, this is this is really what we've been talking about. We've been talking about having music that has a high vibration that has been put together with love, with joy, with peace, transcendence. And uh, it's cool. 
Uh, Reverend Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith joining me here today. I'm hoping we're going to be able to get Ricky on the show. I understand she's got a book as well. Uh, And, you know, this is about the holy instance. This is about, Michael, what we talked about earlier. And thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. Oh, you know what? This is is a great moment for me, too, to hang out with you and to speak to all of these people. And, and, uh, you know, that's what I love doing. I love people. I love God. I love life. I love doing this. Let's talk about the power of God for a minute. You know, I mentioned this this term called the holy instance, and, and, and there are many terms for it. Um, people say miracles, right? You know, heal the sick, raise the dead, all of that. But we think about that for certain people in the world and certainly not to have that kind of power within ourselves. And I wanted to have you speak into this uh, about what it is that we have within us, this divine power, this divine, you know, ability to manifest, create, to do the things we want, despite what's going on in the economy, despite the, you know, Washington arguing over the budget, uh, despite the way things look. I don't know if you know this, Michael, but yesterday, uh, Governor Chris uh, uh, Gregoire, our governor in the state of Washington, Mm -hmm. nobody thought that this was going to happen, by the way. This is a long shot. Signed a bill, uh, to uh, legalize and, and, and uh, honor gay marriages in the state of Washington, one of seven states. Oh, it happened yesterday in Washington? Really? I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. It's, uh, that's what I'm saying about a holy instance, right? Signed, signed it. So let's talk about how each of us has that innate power to manifest the things we want in life, to give back and do good in the world, and what you've learned from this on your own journey. You know, you mentioned it. There's so much power within us. And we, what we have is our attention. And most people suffer from an, an attention and intention deficit disorder, that we don't have an intention and we don't have an attention. But when we master attention and we begin to place our attention on an intention, then out of nothing, out of no thing, uh, a whole new world can emerge. Everything that we seek was once nothing, once was an idea that someone felt, saw, believed in, held on to, and then it manifested. And it manifested regardless of what was going on during that particular time in history, what was going on, as you were saying, politically, what was going on economically. We have the power to manifest from that level. Most people give their power away because they read the news, they give their power away to governments and principalities and things of that particular nature. But in fact, the greatest power is within them. Now, a miracle is an instant demonstration of truth, an instant demonstration of that which is already occurring on the invisible side of life. And when we have our attention in alignment with it, then that which is invisible then becomes visible in our life. And we say, oh, my God, a miracle. Oh, my God. I, I, so often people will come up to me in line with some prognosis that a doctor has given them. You know, I can remember I'm thinking about a man named Stuart right now. He wouldn't mind me sharing this. He came up to me in line uh, crying. You know, I went to my doctor, and I've got a certain stage of colon cancer. and It's in my intestines. He's given me six months to live, and he was, you know, just... And I said, Stuart, the doctor can give you a diagnosis, but it's between you and God for a prognosis. Mm. Stop it. And he got sober for a minute. He said, what? 
I said, you determine your prognosis, not a doctor. A doctor's going to give you a diagnosis. And we gave him homework to do. And, uh, you know, and that was 13 years ago. And, and, and uh, his cancer disappeared. He did what he was supposed to do. And um, he's fine. And there's story after story after story that I could go through with uh, kidney regeneration, uh, breast cancer, uh, economic upheaval, in which individuals were able to pull their attention away from the circumstance and how it looked to what they want to see happen and to feel it. And then it starts to manifest Mm. out of what? Out of no thing, an idea. Every cell in our body, every space between the cell is full of information. And we're either in tune with that information of what we're meant to be, or we're in tune with information from the world telling you what you can't be. It's our choice. And uh, spiritual practice increases our choice ability. We're able to uh, exercise our ability to choose where our attention will go. And as the old saying goes, energy flows where attention goes. We enter into the holy incident, the sacred now, and bam, something happens. Mm. You know, you talk about being consciousness, and, and I want to take a few minutes to, to really have you talk to that for a minute. It's, by the way, for those of you out there, this this book, Life Visioning, really has much more detail than we have time in this hour to, to chat about. Being consciousness. For a lot of folks, um, we have grown up in a culture and society where the select few get to be consciousness, you know, in our pop culture, whether it's a priest or whatever that is, right? But being consciousness from your from from your uh, perspective is so important, and it's the essence of of something very pure. And I'd love for you to talk to that. Absolutely, and, and the being consciousness is also that state of awareness where it's difficult to put into words. Mm, I know. <laughs> you know, I can only say that for me. <clears throat> You know, many years ago when I when I woke up, and uh, and I and I, part of me died. I was stabbed in the heart and I died. And when I woke up, I could see we were surrounded by the universal presence of love and beauty. And I was so at one with it. And I began to have a number of experiences over the years in which I'd be un- inundated and surrounded by this light. And there was no separation between me and this light that was everywhere. I was in a state of being. And it's happened on many occasions. I'd be at the airport sometimes, and all of a sudden I would be in love with everyone at the airport. I was at one with everyone. Sometimes it happened in a forest. It happened up in Sonoma County one time in a, in, a, in a grove of trees. And all of a sudden the trees were all alive to me, and I was totally in love with them. They were in love with me, and I was at one with them. It's a state of being that uh, takes our breath away but makes us take a deep breath at the same time. And everyone is a candidate for this. When you begin to do certain spiritual practices with the intention of waking up, you begin to notice that there's a broadcast. And this is also, you know, I, I talk about this in, my, my, in the music. You know, there's a broadcast going on all the time. And we don't hear the broadcast because the, our filters have static on it. Fear, doubt, worry, and doubt. Doubt and, 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 and uneasiness and anxiety. But when we begin to tune our ear, our inner ear, we start to hear this broadcast about who we are, and we enter into states of being, and we have joy and happiness and love for no reason whatsoever. And then more reasons show up from that state of being. It's difficult to put into words, mm-hmm. but it, it is, is so real. And, and 
they're never the same. Once you taste that sweet nectar of your real state of being, you are forever changed. Mm. And you know what's real and what's not real. You know what's real and what's Memorex. The world is just Memorex. It's the, it, I, I, I teach that what we see in the world is the past masquerading as the present. Because what we see in the world are thoughts that were previously held that have condensed themselves into experience. It's the mm. past. And people are allowing the past to determine their reality. Well, let's say no more to that. Thank you so much, Michael, for joining me here today. I can't wait till we chat again. This is an amazing message. And thank you so much for doing what you do and, and being who you are. Well, can I invite the people to my Revelation Conference? I hope you do, please. And we're actually going to put it up on our site as well. Thank you so much for that. I, I want to invite everybody to come out to Los Angeles between... April the 26th and the 29th at the L.A. Marriott, L.A. Airport Marriott. I'm going to have transformational teachers, Ayanna Van Zandt, uh-huh. Will Coleman, Gene, Gene Houston, myself, Ricky Byers Beckwith, and the entire music and dance ministry and others from around the world. Yes. It's a festival of light and love. And, we, I, and I'm getting my plane ticket now. Reverend Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith, Benny, fabulous job. All of you out there, give yourself some love today. Get all juicy with it. We'll see you next time. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 